0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Moss, the official podcast of Somos Moss NM, and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Benoff Joining me this week, Weedle is back once again. Earl Nieto. Earl, how you doing? How was your weekend? And how uh, how's your week been? You've been busy this week.
1: Uh, I don't know where to freaking start. Um... My weekend was good. Uh, we went up to Española, spent the night in, at the Santa Clara Hotel. We had a couple free nights there, so we've been trying to burn through those. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's where we spent our Friday night. Went to Josh Turner, um, one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Uh, went back to the hotel. Went back Saturday. Went, came back home Saturday. Went back Sunday to the hotel with Maya. Went swimming. Um, Just a lot of back and forth, the first portion of the week, and then this later half of the week, it was just non-fucking-stop. So we had Maya's appointment on Wednesday, so we were jammed up there. Um, Hence the reason why we had to push this back a couple days, because that was on me. I get to take blame for this one. Um, Like everyone knows, we do have families here, Um, and... Tuesday didn't work out for me because I was in a hotel room, and Wednesday didn't work out for Seth. Wednesday at 9 didn't work out for Seth, but 9.30 didn't work for me um, because I had a long day, and then today, 9.30, obviously, that's how it played out. Um, So yeah, so it's been kind of a jam-packed week, and then today we got told that we go tomorrow down to Albuquerque to go sign off on our house, so we will be... Living the living the dream here in a couple days, I think, or in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah. Welcome to home ownership, Earl. Hope you uh, enjoy that. Again. and Everything comes along with it. Again, exactly. Um, yes, yeah, so you've been you've been busy this week. Um, and and fortunately, you know, if you, I guess you could say, fortunately, New Mexico United hasn't been as busy this week. Uh, but before we jump into that discussion, I do want to ask Earl one. Question real quick. Is, is, it, burn, is punk, it a
1: burning question?
0: You can say it's a burning question. I heard a brief something and that was it. It sounded like this.
1: Yep, still just a, I don't know. Carry on, it's your ears. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, so my burning question for you this week, Earl, is yes. punk done?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I say yes because I don't see Triple H bringing him back. Um, unless there's some kind of endeavor deal that brings Sam Punk back to WWE, I think he is. I think he's done. He needs to just retire. I would love to see Sam Punk come back. Um, I had my own imagination of what it would look like. Where at Survivor Series in Chicago, CM Punk sits front row. Um, crowd starts chanting CM Punk, CM Punk. They don't acknowledge it. Nothing happens. And then Monday night, um, supposedly my sound sucks. So does that sound better? You,
0: you sound you sounded fine. It was the. Uh... It was the the soundboard that I couldn't get. Well, the person
1: who I got the new hashtag from just texted into the text line saying, Mm -hmm. "Um, can't hear, your sound sucks.
0: Interesting. Okay. Oh, I can't hear your
1: sound. Sorry, that's on me. That's my bad. I read that. I'm terrible. (laughs) Um, But anyways, I don't think CM Punk comes back, but like I was saying, my vision of it was Survivor Series hits it in front row, doesn't acknowledge the CM Punk chants that are going on. Monday night RAW happens and lights, the show starts. The lights are down just on the ring, and it's CM Punk sitting in the middle of the ring, ready to drop drop another pipe bomb.
0: Yeah, he's uh he, he's kind of up it right now. I I don't see I don't see him getting a run anywhere, except maybe New Japan. But even then, I mean, it, I think he's done. Oh,
1: 100%. I feel the same way.
0: All right. I just want to get your take on that. I know uh, you tend to follow it a little bit closer than I do, but I know that made made the rounds this week. Um. So, yeah, I it, it's interesting to see, you know, just how badly he's burned his bridges uh, in the industry. Uh, And so he's just kind of, he, he's done it all to himself. You know, this isn't like someone else, you know, out to get him or anything like that. He's screwed himself. Is what's happened to the pump.
1: Yeah, sorry, I'm just uh, indulging in some some cake. <laughs> uh,
0: great snack for the show, Earl. Um, well, yeah, I mean, when you have a
1: fiance that that makes incredible sugar free cake, um, can't help but eat it. This one has cherry Jello in it, so cherry Jello, interesting. Okay. It kind of tastes like chocolate covered cherries. Well, I would
0: assume so if you have a chocolate cake and chocolate icing. Shut your mouth, you smart ass. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, glad glad things are going well. Glad you guys are are, are getting through life. Um, I spent the weekend refereeing out at the Burnley Old Soccer Complex. Um it was a fun weekend uh out there doing that it's great to get out get some get some run in uh i did eight seven eight matches over the weekend so it was a lot of fun uh, adult soccer league starts up uh this weekend which will be a lot of fun as does the dcsl youth league uh, fall season starts up as well so if you're interested in, in getting out and getting some exercise and potentially making a little bit of extra money on the side you can learn how to be a soccer referee and uh there's always a need for youth referees and really in any sport, but uh, youth soccer, youth, uh, like I said, youth sports is where they need a lot of help. So, um, but moving right along to New Mexico United. Yeah, obviously Earl coming off of a four match homestand things did not go the way that we planned uh, or the way that we had hoped, I should say, you know, you look at, you look at the, the series of matches here, Oakland roots, you've got FC Tulsa, Las Vegas lights and Charleston battery. Um, really a, a homestand, a stretch of matches that you would hope United would get at least, and this is a conversation I had with Harry the other day, was I would have hoped for at least six to seven points out of this homestand. Now you look at what we ended up, we ended up with four with two losses, a win and a draw. And you know, you have to come from behind twice or from two goals down against Las Vegas. And then you give up a really kind of a, a dumb goal against Charleston or, I think dumb's probably the wrong word, but you give up an inopportune goal against, against Charleston on Saturday and what was really a, a great defensive showing by both sides. Um, but looking back at this home central, you, you have to think that, like, that with this stretch of games here, this was our best chance to try to make us on the ground, even though the opponents were a little bit tougher on paper anyway. But you have to think of you got to look at Charleston as a missed opportunity. You look at look at Lice as a missed opportunity. Um, I mean, realistically, even Oakland was a missed opportunity as well. But you know, is this the defining stretch of the season? Is this? this are these four matches going to be the defining moments for us? I I hope not.
1: I hope not. But <coughs> excuse me, I do need to uh, rewind. Last week, in the chat, friend of the show, but not friends of me right now because he's a Philadelphia Eagles fan and I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. So for the next four and a half months, me and David will probably not be on speaking terms. Um, however, I will extend the olive branch because last week, if you guys remember, let's take a trip back to memory lane where Mr. David we see Carl, made a bet on air he, he did mere beverage
0: mm-hmm.
1: that schneider board again would score a goal <laughs> yep
0: that that was the that was the that was the wager there
1: so Seth um I'm surprised you don't have the highlights up yet um do you remember seeing Schneider board again score a goal?
0: Uh, I do not, Earl. I do not recall Schneider Borgelin scoring either Wednesday or Saturday last week. Yeah, me either. Funny. And I, I can confirm that last week I was talking to uh, to David, and he was really hoping that Schneider would score so that he would shut up this week about it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So anyways, so here's the thing about about this, David. Um, old Earl, that would be pre December 14th, Earl, December 14th, 2022, that is, would gladly take you up on this bet and would gladly cash in on this bet. However, thanks, Jane. Thanks, because I. Watched it again. In the hopes that I blinked. Or the hopes that I fell asleep because he's so boring. Uh, but no, that's not the case. Anyways, David, back to you. Serious biz here. I have a six-year-old in my life who likes to take me up on bets too. And... Whenever said six-year-old loses this bet such as the one she lost on wednesday i immediately forgive her bet so she doesn't have to pay for it so david sir i'm going to forgive your bet because i feel like our friendship is stronger than a a beverage of your picking which with my luck it's water because I'm a media member and I can't drink when I'm on when I have a media badge. Um so with that, David, don't worry about the beverage. I'm not gonna charge you $12 for a bottle of water at Ice Top Spark. Um That's that. But sir, just know that for once in my life,
0: I was not wrong. Yeah, that is accurate. You were not wrong last week. Um and I, and you can't and honestly, you can't put the claim solely on Schneider Borzolin. You look at the way United played on on Wednesday and on Saturday, obviously against lights, you know, you get the early goal and then to to go down three-one, you have to fight back and score, you know, twice uh in the final fifteen minutes of the match. To bring that one back like you, you obviously you don't want to be in that situation you know on paper we should be beating lights now I do want to point out that I did say I did say both on ESPN radio and on our show that lights were sneaky good and could walk away with all three points in that match
1: you're also a brave fan though
0: yes I am we're in first place thank you Ronald Acuna jr. <laughs> <laughs> 34 63 year old. He's going to get 40-70. Who the fuck are you talking about? Fernando Tatis? (laughs) Ronald Acuna Jr. The soon-to-be National League MVP. No one cares about him. (laughs) I I beg to differ, sir. Um, No no one's even a Braves fan except for you. What can I say? What can I say? You You and your uh, vegan shirt. I will convert the masses that watch this show into Braves fandom. Except for David. Cause David is of course a diehard Philly fan. So, uh, but David knows who rules the East. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I was right about, about Vegas. I was, that they, they were sneaky good and they put us through our paces on Wednesday night. Then you go into Charleston on Saturday, very different formation that we saw, uh, for us anyway, very defensive match between the two sides. And to be honest, United did not play poorly defensively. United played pretty well with uh with Andrew Thomas between the sticks. He had a pretty good night, and you know, one goal gets let in off of a ball that got headed three times. Um, you know, he he, he he really had a good night. And with the with the injury to Alex Tambakis, you know, I I expect we see Andrew probably the next Four to five weeks to be my guess. Um and, and so I think he's a quality talent. I think he did well. I think he's gonna give us a real good shot in these next next few weeks coming up, you know, Birmingham, Indy, and beyond. But this homestand was just a massive letdown, if you ask me. We should have walked away with at least seven points, if you ask me. Because I could have, I you know, the win, um, uh, you know, the win over Tulsa, I I I absolutely saw a win against lights on Wednesday and then, you know, a point from either Oakland or, or, um, or, or battery, you know, I think it would have been the bare minimum we needed. And we didn't do that. No, fortunately for us, you know, El Paso is still shitting the bed. Uh, Colorado's lost two in a row. Oakland has lost two in a row. So they're keeping us in within reach of the playoffs. We're still, you know, two points out at this point. But we no longer have matches in hand over these guys. So I, I seven matches left. Do we have enough in the tank to pull it out? I wanna say yes. That's my
1: my fanboy corporate shill. Whatever the fuck, whatever vagina plaster wants to call it. Um That's the thing. I think we do. I think we have just enough in us to make a playoff run. Unfortunately. Actually, it's not unfortunately, because fortunately, and it's sad, it's actually bad to say. Let me think about this one. No. Okay. Um, However you want to take it. Alex Tembeck is probably will not be available for the r- remainder of the season. Because you figure we have seven games. I don't know. I don't have the schedule up right in front of me. Um, I don't know how many games that puts us out. Probably two or three remaining.
0: So if, you, if, if we're looking at Alex being out four to five weeks. So you got Birmingham, Indy both next week. You've got Sac Republic the week after. Riverhounds three weeks out. And then Lou City, and then two games out left after that. So we have him for about two two games barring a postseason Potent- run. Potentially Memphis rising in Lou City. Okay, so if he's only out for four games, four weeks. Right.
1: So I was right. Um so with that Maybe Andrew Thomas makes a point. Proves that he belongs there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunately because I really, really, really wanted to see Ford Parker do his thing. And unfortunately, he got thrown in there. Kind of a last-minute decision. Because And I'm assuming it was a last-minute decision because Alex was on
0: the bench. Well, so I think Alex was on the bench simply because of the fact we didn't have a third keeper, unless you wanted to sign an academy kid, which you really don't want to do. So he was, so there was some confusion about that the other night. Alex was on the bench; he was not officially listed as injured, but he was he was out. Like there, he was there at, to fill the roster spot. Okay, so with that, I mean
1: I would love to see Ford do his thing. Unfortunately, he tried to do his thing. He got beat three, two, one.
0: Uh, no, it was it was a draw three three.
1: Oh yeah, three three. Sorry. Um. That's just where it's at. So, I mean, I wish Alex the best. I hope he gets well soon. Um. That's all I have on that.
0: Yeah, it, it's Alex's injury is unfortunate. Um but it looks like Thomas is going to be a good fill in for him, you know, and maybe there's the potential we sign Thomas after the season for next year. I don't know whether it being, you know, alone until the end of the season. Uh, Obviously if he does well, Seattle is going to want him back, you know, probably get something for him, you know, long-term. I I don't know what, what their plans are for him, but (laughs) yeah, you look at the back end of our schedule um, and everybody we face from here on out is in the, is in this playoff race right now. Um, Birmingham, Indy, Sac Republic, Pittsburgh, Blue City, Rising, who are pretty good the last couple of weeks, and then Memphis, 901. I just don't see it. I don't see it at this point. Like, yes, we beat Sacramento earlier in the year. Uh, you know, Rising, I feel like we, we maybe have a chance there. But I just – I don't know where the points are going to come from. I really don't. I mean, looking at these seven matches, you know, two points out um, – I don't know where where do we pick it up? Because right now we've got 19% chance to make the playoffs to 25 38. Uh we don't even have a magic number listed on our on our playoff projections. So I don't know. Out of twenty-one possible points, what do you think we need to safely make it into the playoffs? Out of twenty-one possible points, I
1: think we need Maybe 12. 12, okay. So the way I see it is if we can get on track, and that's a big if, because right now we're not going to have Mondo for at least one week, depending on what uh, El Salvador does with their lives over there.
0: He's Um, already said that he will be back for Indy. That, that was asked of him um, Wednesday night, last week, after the Lights match. Uh, Mondo did confirm he will be back for Indy. Okay, so with that, that leaves us...
1: Almost stranded, because the only striking or attacking forward that we have... And it's not even attacking forward; it's more of an attacking backward. Is Schneider Bordigan. again? Um, I mean, you could you could put Hursty up there. You could try to at least you could put Surge up there if you want. But I mean, that's not where you want the- Surge though. Exactly. The, at the end of the day, the true, the only person you can put there.
0: Is Schneider board again? Well, I mean, Brucey should be back. He was on the bench Saturday night. He wasn't a 100%, um, but he was there. Uh, I was told that it, the, the likelihood of us seeing him on Saturday was very, very slim, and that unless it was absolutely necessary, he would not be coming into that match. Um, so, Brucey's close. So, there's a chance we could see him, maybe throw him up top, you know. Go back to kind of what we were looking like a few weeks back. You know, I, I think that might be a spark. I mean, obviously, missing, you know, he's been missing. Uh, Bees has still been out. Uh, he's close. Um, Nava, we're still not going to get this season, uh, which I think is the right decision. But, you know, with, with a couple of pieces coming back, at least for this, potentially back for this weekend with Amando being out, I, you know, I, I think there's a possibility that things could improve a little bit but i just don't know i mean you say 12 i look at the schedule i also look at you know el paso schedule in colorado's because those are the two that we're looking at right now that we're chasing down el paso schedule orange county las vegas sac republic rising battery loyal memphis and then oakland so not so the good a, thing about
1: that is they start off rough well it's
0: orange county's on eight straight mm-hmm, they are orange county's on eight straight and then they have lights on there you know that gives uh that gives el paso a pretty good shot right there at some points but the rehab yeah, the back end the final six matches are tough everyone everyone six seven out of eight are against playoff teams then you look at colorado colorado has san antonio orange county sac republic detroit rgv lights and rising so on paper colorado's schedules are a little bit easier not by much but a li- it does look to be a little bit easier. Um, Detroit obviously is still fighting for a spot out in the East, but I mean you look at those and then you know Monterey's right ahead of us too. You know Monterey is one point ahead, and you know so you throw them in the mix. They're on you know three unbeaten right now. So I don't know. I just don't know where the points come from. I, I think twelve puts us on forty five. I just don't know. I just don't know. I mean, we're we're fortunate that El Paso and Colorado, the back end of their schedules, are just about as tough as ours is. But I think think somehow 10 points squeaks us in, but I don't like it.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So 12 is a comfortable spot for us. Yeah. I think 9 or 10 gets us in. But definitely 12 is probably the comfortable spot for us.
0: Yeah, probably. I just don't see more than that. I mean, you look at 21 possible out of those seven matches, I, I there's no way we pick up 15 or more. I, I don't see yeah. that. I think I, I think 13 is maybe like the top end of what we get, 12, 13, somewhere. Yeah, right 13 is still pushing. Yeah, I think so too. You, you've got to have a cl- the club has to be playing at its very best on These last seven matches for that, even be a possibility. Um, and, and yes, you know, the majority of those matches are still at home for us. Um, looking back, we've got sorry, I pulled something else up real quick. Uh, one, we have well, actually, no, <clears throat> from this point, we have four matches on the road and three at home. So I just don't know, I, I just don't know where the points come from. That's and that's a problem. Because we have so many missed opportunities from earlier in the season that we did not take advantage of, even on this homestand, we did not take advantage of the opportunities that we had. And so I, well, I, I mean, let's take a look back at the homestand on some of the missed opportunities. There's
1: one that stands out to this day, still stands out in my mind. And if you're a hungry striker that wants to be world-class top whatever the hell you want to call yourself. You have to take your chances when you have them.
0: Mm-hmm. Whether
1: you think you're offside, or whether you think you're onside, you can't half-ass an attempt when the whistle doesn't blow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You play through the whistle. I mean, that's just how it goes. I mean, and we all know who I'm talking about. So it's, yeah. it's a waste of me saying the name again because it's already in the chat. Yeah. When you yeah. look back, and there's a potential offside. That he thinks he's offside and he half asses a shot, it gets blocked, but no whistle gets blown. Mm-hmm. That loss falls now on you.
0: Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, you know, and that is one of those moments. You look back during this homestand asking me, like, okay, what did we do? What was he thinking? You know, why didn't he, you know, come fully commit to that? You know, again, you, you know, we've talked about it multiple times now, you know was he offside was he not did he is that what he thought we don't we don't know but yeah it, it has to be better it has to be a lot better these these next seven matches but um we, i promise you a short show this evening Earl, because i know that it is late um and we've kind of already gone over you know where uh where, where i thought we would be um in terms of this discussion but um looking ahead to this weekend birmingham legion matches on sunday this week, uh, the match has officially been pushed back by an hour and a half uh, from a three o'clock start time to a four thirty start time now uh, due to weather concerns. The initial forecast uh, had the weather uh, at ninety three degrees um, on Sunday afternoon. Legion put out a Twitter poll to which an overwhelming eighty seven percent of the respondents said yes, push the match back. So. Birmingham uh, worked it out with the league got yeah, the match moved back uh by an hour and a half to help combat some of that uh potential you know hot uh hot weather down there um but you know legion legion are coming off of uh, i believe it's two losses they're coming off of um i know they lost uh to San Diego over the weekend and they've kind of shot themselves in the foot here a little bit, you know, they were sitting pretty, but you know, they've lost two and everybody else above them with the exception of Tampa has picked up a minimum of four points in the last two matches. So, uh, Legion are on the cusp. They do have a five point cushion currently over Detroit city who are sitting in ninth. Uh, but the, tr- uh, but Birmingham is a club that has a lot of talent and they just brought in someone else. We talked about, I think last week, Preston, they bat is now with burning legion uh, alongside nico brett and this is a legion team that um, we've talked to kayler hodges in the past this is a tough legion team these guys are there we know what nico can do we know that what preston can do uh or well not do i should say at least uh, in terms of his performance with us but you know it's they still have prosper scene like it, it's just it's a stacked roster and i'm kind of amazed that these guys are not slightly higher in the table um, but it's going to be a tough match on Saturday. We've got to find a way to slow down those forwards. We've got to find a way to work through the midfield, and that's that's going to be tough. That that midfield for for Legion is really, really tough. You look at Enzo Martinez and you know, Anderson, uh, Asedu, two guys that, that we've talked about in the past, two guys that are really, really good in the midfield. Um, and you know, with us being shorthanded, you know. Uh, you know, with, with no Amando Moreno, you, who's going to be that engine for us out of the midfield? So, uh, a lot of questions for United coming in this weekend. Earl, what's your what's your take on the match on Sunday? And is there a chance that we walk away with points on the road?
1: I don't know. This whole night has been let's bash Schneider. Um, this night has also seen me forgive bets with a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So I don't know what what else has in store for this week or this weekend or anything. Um, the fanboy in me wants to say yes, we see at least one point on the road this weekend. Mm -hmm. But my brain says otherwise. My brain says we'll hold down the fort until uh, Seymour gets in there. And then once Seymour hops in on the right, that's where either Nico scores or Tabor, Preston Ataka, Preston Tabor Ataka scores, or even Prosper Kasim. Um, one of those three will score. And still the points away from us. So, where my heart says yes, my brain says no, we don't get points on the road tonight, this weekend. Okay. What's your result? 1-0. One, 1-0, nil.
0: One, nil. okay. Yeah, and like I said,
1: see. that 1-0 that is going to come late in the game. It's mm-hmm. going to be 0-0 zero, zero for a while. And then it's going to be... We'll see more coming in to give a break to give rest and he's going to get beat right off the beat, right off the, right off the start and have the brakes beat off of him and get scored on.
0: Yeah, that's where it's hard. You know, as, as a fan, you obviously, you want to, you want to believe that the team's going to pick up the three points as someone who covers the club, as a member of the media, I watch, I analyze, I, I look at what's going on. I, I just, I don't see it. I don't see it in this game on Sat on Sunday. i used to saying Saturday. It's weird to play on a Sunday, um, and NFL NFL opening day, no less, um, which I think is a really poor decision. Um, I just don't see it. See it. Technically, we- opening day was today. Yeah, well, um, you know, Which we saw the Chiefs
1: lose to the Detroit Lions, Jared Goff sucks.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I just don't know. I am torn. I I think we have the ability to pick up points in any one of these matches coming up, but this one on on Sunday against Legion, I think Legion just outpaces us. Um, I I think they're far more creative in the midfield because, again, we're going to be without Amando, and I don't think – I'm not 100% sure that Bees will be there on Sunday. I would like to see him there. I know Bruce, you will more than likely be back um, either Sunday or Friday. But I, I just don't think it'll be enough on the road at, against Legion. Um, I'm going to say two nil Legion on Sunday. And I, I hate to do that. I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong about this because I, I, I want to see this club back in the playoffs again this year. Um, I want to see them find their stride and, and get things going, but who knows? It, it's tough. And, and I, again, I think at the end of the year, we're going to come back, no matter what, or we're going to be looking at missed opportunities, you know, whether it be moments in the match, whether it be an entire match, um, whether it be a stretch of matches, you know, where there, you know, where were the missed opportunities. And so we can't have those anymore these last seven games. Earl, I do have one final question for you before we get out of here this evening. How um, about them Cowboys? What am I missing? I
1: don't know. I fucking hate you. (laughs) Uh,
0: Cowboys open their season against the New York Giants on Sunday. Cowboys opted not to play Dak Prescott in the preseason. Um, Is that an issue for the Cowboys heading into week one? And why is Dak still not the man of the future? Um,
1: Dak is the man of the future for the Cowboys. Hmm. I said the Cowboys, not me. Um, him not playing in the preseason, pff, it's
0: preseason. Who the hell cares? Do those games even matter? To some people they do because, you know, apparently you know, Denver is all excited about their prospects after doing pretty well in their preseason. Denver's excited about anything. <laughs> that is very true.
1: They're excited about Taylor Swift next weekend, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to. By the way, I just I just know that. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. I have learned being a Cowboys fan, you Seth, as well being a Falcons fan. No, don't get your hopes up.
0: Nope. Nope. Don't, don't get your hopes
1: up, especially when it's Dak Prescott leading the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I just don't have any hope in the Cowboys. I mean, all right, do
0: the Cowboys win week one? Yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. Atlanta's got Carolina. Uh, if there's any year that is good, Atlanta has the potential to win the South. The South is very weak at the quarterback position this year. Um, you got some really not great quarterbacks in the South. Um, uh, you know, if Atlanta's gonna win the division, it's gonna be either this year or next year those are their, I think they're that's their best window to do it. uh, we've got Carolina on Sunday. I think Atlanta beats Carolina on Sunday so uh Dallas, of course is the Sunday night game against New York Giants on NBC um but uh, Earl, before we get out of here, do you have any closing thoughts?
1: I don't actually All I right. don't
0: perfect uh so again folks we do appreciate each and every one of you being here this was a little bit of a different schedule for us this evening due to some real life occurrences but for those of you who were here with us uh jane over in the chat if you're not in the chat we do appreciate you still watching and listening wherever you may be watching uh us or listening to us um around the world we do appreciate that um and there is a comment in the chat that is still there uh you can source by sending stars i don't know stars are something on facebook stars apparently give us money somehow. Um, that allows us to help keep making content. Um, so yeah, we do this completely free. Everything comes out of our own pockets. Um, if you guys want to support the show, you can certainly this in stars. Uh, we still have not talked about Patreon. That's something that we need to do. We'll probably figure that out in the off season, um, but our content will never be paywalled. Uh, we'll never have to keep anything behind that for you guys, but uh, we will add options if you do want to support the show in the future. So Uh, For Earl, for myself, for Jacob, who is still at the Police Academy, uh, thank you to each and every one of you again for being here. And until next time, Somos Unidos.